right, welcome back to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Friday, April 29th. This is episode 164, where we will be breaking down episode 5 of Moon Knight that came out this past week on Disney+. Plus. I will be joined by Peter Gonzalez, as always, to do so. Uh, but first, if you like what you're listening to, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify. If this is your first time, give us an old subscribe and we'll get content to you every week, as well as leave a five-star review. That helps so more good people like yourself can hear this podcast. Thank you, everyone, in advance for doing that. Now let's talk about some Moon Knight. Peter, what the fuck is going on? But first, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing... It's good. It's good to be talking Moon Knight, the penultimate episode, uh, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a weird thing to say based on what this episode was. It's a really interesting place to put us in going into a finale that is allegedly only 42 minutes. The shortest finale on... (sighs) Yeah, that's so far. That's a. Uh, I mean, hey, maybe they can wrap it up in forty-two minutes. We'll see. Uh, I I don't know. Um, but it is weird that this is the penultimate, Peter. Because if you told me that this was the halfway point of a, a TV show season, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Like there still feels like there is a lot left to dive into in this show, um, which does make me wonder if we could possibly get a Moon Knight uh, season two. Who knows? I mean, because certainly at this point. We don't know much of what's going on in this show right now. Um, I still am very much enjoying it. I would like to say that. This one was very trippy. Um, in this episode, Peter, we're just going to go through bullet points, like, you know, not in chronological order, folks. So if you haven't seen the episode, obviously, you should watch that. But if you've seen the episode, you should be able to follow along. This episode, the big thing we get, Peter, is like we learn about Mark's DID. We learn about his past. We learn about how Stephen was created, basically, as a way to help deal with the trauma from his abusive mother, who blames Mark for his younger brother Randall's death in their childhood. They went into a cave while it was raining, and Mark's younger brother drowned, causing his mom to really just be the worst person ever and take out all her uh, frustration and anger and sadness on this poor little Mark. Um, which this obviously affects him. And so we also find out, Peter, that she's abusive, which is very tough to see later in the show. Um, and that the Stephen Grant persona that we've seen in this show was created as a way to hide from the pain. Stephen Grant doesn't get scared, and it's heartbreaking to see. Did I cover that well? Is Is that how you like? That's essentially what I got from that, correct? Yeah, I think I think you recapped that quite well. And I think it was so fascinating to see it. It was alleged, you know, I mean, it was hinted at that the show was going to delve into that side of Mark's personality. And to see it here is just such a reiteration of how this new phase of the MCU has really focused on trauma. Sadness. And really on <laughs> Yes, I sadness. Because you go from across the board from Loki to Wanda to Bucky. To every Peter. To Peter. So like, I thought about that last night specifically. I was like, nobody's getting off easy and everyone's having to deal with things in such a heightened sense that we really haven't seen before in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And I think these Disney Plus shows really allow those types of emotions to really breathe and come across more credible, I guess. It's more it's more authentic. It's It's like mm-hmm. you're seeing that they're not just two-dimensional people like say in the batman or something like you know it's like these are actually flawed nuanced heroes that have situations so to see 
the origin of Mark and Steven's creation was was also incredibly grounded because I mean that's something people actually the idea something people do deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a few questions. So he's had the Stephen Grant persona, or he's been affected by DID since let's say he's like ten or eleven, twelve, right? Does that mean so like Layla and him, Mark? get mar- married at a point in his life right if we're to believe that any of this shit has actually happened or it's not because they're trying to make us think it's all in mark's head they are trying to do that very hard but let's say it happened so mark and layla get married so did layla never find out about the steven persona throughout that marriage and it wasn't but it's always been there because it she did seem stunned it, when she meets up with Steven in the show, like, what's up with your accent? Who are you? Like, what are you doing? So was the DID dormant for a while while he was with Layla? Like, how how do, how would you how do you perceive that? The way I kind of um, perceived it was so that originally it was born in that moment with his mom. And maybe mm-hmm. it existed in interactions with his mom to be able to cope with it. But when he wasn't no longer when he was no longer home, it was dormant for the most part up until the fact when at his mom's funeral, that's what, or, or what was the proper word, Shiva? That's the proper word for it, I think it was, if I was paying attention. Um, that's when it snapped no back into it. And so at that point, you know, he had been Mark, he had gone married Layla, mm-hmm. XYZ. But at that point, things sort of snapped for him again, and he progressed into the Steven character. How far do we think that the mom's Shiva or death was before the events of this show take place. Is it like was, immediately before? And then I think he goes it was a couple and, months. He said, "I think okay, he, he says months. a few months ago." Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, his, his show is a mind fuck. I will say, like, I'm trying to grasp it all. So I'll, I'll ask this question: Do you think this is all real, or is this in his head? So I think I think I'm doubling on my on my type, hex type theory situation mm-hmm. Westview. Because, and maybe I read this wrong, but I, when we see Harrow talking to him, I believe he was, when he's got like the broken nose, he's like all beat up and bloody. I believe that he's talking to Jake. I do too, but what? how do they have time with 42 minutes left of this show to introduce a third persona? I wouldn't put it past them. Because the voice, speaking style was so different than Steven or Mark. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we get Jake so he can be violent so I can see some goddamn violence in this show. It's like, it's turned into this, like, psychological, emotional show, and it's like, shit, I wanted to see Moon Knight throw knives and shit at people and fuck people up. Still love the show, so if we get Jake, maybe we get some more violence in the finale. There's got to be some action in the finale. But theoretically, this is all, this could all be in Mark's head, um... I am torn because I was so sure going into this show about how it's definitely not in his head. They wouldn't do that. And I'm still there. But damn, they've done a very good job of trying to persuade me that this is all in his head. And um, one thing I wanted to touch on, which obviously Oscar Isaac, his performance has been incredible. You mentioned the scene uh, outside of his mother's wake or whatever, where he breaks down in the street. I mean talking about pantheon level marvel actors in in a moment like holy crap he sold that so well um 
very this episode had very similar vibes to Wanda in Agatha's journey in towards the end of WandaVision where they go look at Agatha's life but we also see Wanda's life so that's sort of dealing with trauma like you said very much a theme here for the MCU um but one reason I really like this show is the fact that Ethan Hawke is so damn good as Arthur Harrow and as this doctor that him solely like he is so good that he's kind of almost convincing me that it's all in Mark's head like I I don't think I've seen him in much stuff before the show you know how I am with actors I never know anything but holy crap I, I'm a big Harrow guy I mean, I'm not like rooting for him, but I just, he's such a, an interesting character and the poise and the demeanor that Hawk plays with him as it's it's really cool. Totally. And I think that point, that's such a good point. Like you really believe that you're in this mental institution type thing. And I just I almost feel like it is that sense of like. Where he has Mark who was shot like, just hanging on, like, on life support, so to speak. And he's creating this, like, post-hypnotic suggestion for him to go into. So maybe this is taking place in his mind, but it's, like, mm-hmm. a constructed, like, when Agatha walked Wanda through things. Because yeah. because at one point, he is in the essential, in the Moon Knight's version of the afterlife limbo situation, which I thought was another cool way, this is another way that we've done like and we mentioned in the um ancestral plane yeah that was cool and i Black think it's, again showing different cultures versions of the afterlife in a way that yeah. felt refreshing and new and i guess like also you could relate to it you understood you're like oh this isn't too far-fetched sure there's a hippo god yeah. person <laughs> but it's like i still believe i'm on board sure why not Absolutely. Um, one thing about like, so yeah, it could totally all be in his head, but I am leaning towards believing the the hippo you mentioned. Um, this theory, like to me, I feel like what happened, this is my guess, is that Mark was shot twice by Harrow. He was shot twice. He's not dead necessarily. He's maybe his body, like life is leaving him, like he's about to die. But he's actually like in the duet on this journey to the field of reeds. Like his soul is being judged for afterlife. So theoretically, if he got through the duet very fast and he was judged early, like it might be too late to save his body in a way. So I think that this whole episode, it was like Mark is like hanging on to life and learning more about himself so he can come back better. And he's going to come back because somehow he is resurrected, like similar to how we saw him get resurrected by Conchu in this. Does that make sense? Cause I think he, I think it's, he's alive. Yeah. I and I real. think, and I think that that makes sense to them saying we need to tell Layla to get Conchu free. <clears throat> yeah. And I think Shit. he, I he think didn't want to get Layla involved, involved though. <laughs> You know, at this point, I feel like at this point, he's just willing to do whatever it takes to make to stop Harrow because the Steven perspective is giving him that moral compass to figure it out in a way that sets up a very stacked finale. Yeah. Um, so the 
Mark, basically this episode, to in order to balance himself, he has to come to grips and acknowledge the Steven character. They frame it, Peter, in the show of like, oh, you need to talk to Steven and tell him this. But basically what's going on is not only are we finding out, but Mark is admitting what the purpose of or how the Stephen Grant persona came about, what it was kind of like um, a defense mechanism, a coping mechanism that this DID came from and as a way to um, obviously like hide the pain from his mother in his childhood. Um, and it's just fascinating how it's like just so hard for me to even fucking speak about it. Like he's having to basically have this conversation, Peter with himself, but it's two different people and the way he can find himself to be, to win in this show is to understand the multiple aspects of himself and why they exist. Is that, is that, but, but if there's the Jake persona and there's a third one, wouldn't that mess with the scale a little bit too? That's why I'm like, maybe there's no Jake because wouldn't the scale be messed with by that? I'm confused. So to that point, okay, I do think that does negate the Jake possibility. The Jake thing could be a Ralph situation. In all God damn them. I had to sneak it in, make sure it comes into each episode. Um, I think it's almost interesting how Steven, in a sense, is a moon knight for Mark as well. Because oh, shit. Yeah. He's that's, creating that's nice. this to defend himself. So then he is super susceptible to conscious manipulation because it's something familiar to him. This retreating into another person to take off to his, who can do all these things that you don't feel equipped to handle and do them. And I think that it's an interesting parallel to think about such polar opposites because Stephen and Moon Knight are so wildly different from one another yeah. in their actions. And to see it from the lens of one person who is trust to come to terms with all these things and ultimately leave lose both. He had to first lose Moon Knight to address the Steven situation. And now he's lost Steven and has to figure, he has to stand on his own because Steven's now gone. Mm -hmm. And what I think uh, we will find in this upcoming episode, because that was a good point you just made of how Steven's gone. So it's only Mark. Well, what we saw at the end of this episode was Steven kind of realized, well, hey, I'm him. I know how to fight. You know, that moment. So Mark, maybe in this finale, is going to be like, hey, I, I am Steven. Like, I know I don't need to talk in a British accent to know this stuff. Like, this is in there somewhere. And so it's like fully unlocking himself, um, which this could be like, yes, it's a very sad show in aspects, but this could be like almost like a breakthrough for him, theoretically, of like, figuring out who he is, what he's dealing with at the end, coming out as a much better version of himself at the end of this, like a, like a caterpillar to a butterfly type thing. Do you see that? Or do you think we're staying sad? Uh, I'm, I like that analogy. I think we could see some light at the end of the tunnel. I think it sets it up in a very, I think if we get that light at the end of the tunnel, then it sets him up to where we have this better Moon Knight Mark situation that is easier to drop into one of our other shows, series, yep. movies, because he is more secure in himself and he's figured himself out to a sense, to a point 
where he's not where his story isn't something that's a weighty thing that has to transpire yeah. into another. Because if you drop Mark in like these last few episodes into the MCU, I don't think it, he wouldn't be able to like interact with others. It wouldn't like make sense. So you have to, like you said, get him to a point where he's at least come to grips with it and has some sort of control. I don't know. I don't because also like I don't know a ton about DID and it's real. But like, I don't know if it's like I don't know if it ever goes away. Like, I don't know how any of that works. So I don't want to speak on that. And But I'm curious because if he fully like never can at least get a grip on the situation a little bit, for lack of a better phrase, I just don't see how he's in team ups without being like, how am I here? You know what I mean? No, that makes sense. And I think that if they do, unless they don't want him to be part of team ups and don't ever want to include him again, this is literally just a one off situation, but I find that very hard to believe that it would be a one off. Yeah. Well, to, to let's moving forward on that we see the aftermath of bushman going insane and killing many people including layla's father and then after that we see mark on the brink of death and he is he's saved by conchu but definitely taken advantage of and steven points that out on the topic of bushman peter i think it's pretty clear we're building towards some sort of fight or conflict with harrow in this next finale is Bushman something you think they're saving for down the line? I think so. I think it's much. It's more of a tease of things to come. I don't think mm-hmm. it's a. I don't think you set it up for him showing up in the final battle. I don't think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But Here, they mentioned think, him enough, don't you think that he will come about? But I think he would have shown up in episode two. Yeah. No. What I'm I mean, saying episode, is, sorry, this episode for episode five. As yeah. To I, what I'm saying is, I think that they've mentioned him enough in this show, where it's like, okay, they're obviously gonna not not maybe in this show, but maybe down the line they're going to use it. You don't just set all that up for no reason. Ralph. Really, really got a Ralph boner me. You know, you ha- it's like you can't. You have to be able to. You have to make sure you use the historical context of what we've been through with this universe and acknowledge that you know that things things are red herrings or things mm-hmm. i mean we saw what's his name who was a major character who was his who died in episode three who was like, oh yeah ba- battle star whatever his name was whatever his name, him that the dude basically he was cool he was cool and then he was you know they, his character was gone so it's like it's, it's interesting because also you, I mean, you don't, show, he doesn't, I don't think he shows up in the finale for sure because the casual viewer is going to be like, wait, who is this? What's going on? Whereas, uh, where does this like go? Are like, you know, it's, it's, I think it's going to, they're going to, I almost feel like it's going to be a finale in the sense of a WandaVision type finale, whereas there's a lot of moving parts happening at once. Where you've got Layla so. doing her thing, you've got him over here, you've got Arthur, and you've got the Khonshu and Amit and... Uh-huh. Yeah, so we need Layla to free Khonshu, which obviously is posing a risk to her becoming his avatar. For a minute, at least, or be tortured by him. I don't know. Um, Amit will come into play... That the other gods definitely will come into play. Will they? Um, 
I think you that would be really dumb if they didn't. They obviously have something to do with this, and they put them in the show. So I know they Ralph Bonard us once, but I'm not going to operate under the assumption that it has to happen again. But I just uh, feel like it, it, it's a lot to put into it. If you're gonna Kang have the showed thoughts. up. Kang showed up, Peter. Okay, but Kang was a different story. Kang wasn't one of Kang, Kang, Loki, Sylvie. That was your the Timekeepers was a very concentrated finale of like, this is what we're dealing with. If you've got the gods over here, you've got well, Layla has to interact with the the, the gods to free Conchu, right? Because he's in that unless isn't that, in the their quarters. So unless it's not real. Oh. Ah, this is such a. This is a part. very weird finale to be in because this is more so than any other finale. There's just no sense of where, where do going. we. I think we say this every time though with the with the penultimate like. No, 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 this. no, no. That no, we had an idea of Kang. We knew a bit in Wandavision of this. You could like we don't. I don't think we have any idea of where like, this. There's is something going. I can bet for sure on. There's no like hill that we have to like. Like with Falcon, okay, let's try to think of that. Like power broker is Sharon. That was my hill, and I made Mm -hmm. it. Here, I've got nothing to climb. I'm like, what am I? What am I staking that is for sure? Well, I mean, Jake has been something that we've discussed of that third persona, but But that does seem to be tough. It's it'll be interesting because so this show ends, and the next Marvel show is. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, which your excitement about is just so palpable. Like it's just so many big words today. Um, it's just you know it's 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 good. It's gonna. I know you were having apparently cameos in that one. So by who? Movie people. Like Brie Larson. I believe Brie Larson's in it, and I believe I forget who else I read that was going to be in it. Because it has to tie into the marbles. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading the summaries of those episodes. It'll be very interesting. I don't know if I'm going to watch. I don't. I'm very picky. You know that. Um, All right. I want to say first thing to all the listeners. This is going to be a shorter episode today, but we're doing this primarily because one, I think we're both tired. We're both a little busy right now. And two. Um, we want to do a full Doctor Strange preview that will be coming out next Monday or Tuesday where we're going to deep dive literally everything you need to know about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So look out for that. Um, let's let's talk a little more Moon Knight and then I have a, a little story to tell at the end of this podcast. That I'm curious of Peter's thoughts on. Um, we've kind of beat around the bush about this finale, how we think it's going to end. Um like, if I were to just kind of be vaguely, like, a vague statement of how I think it's going to go, I think Layla is going to free Conchu somehow. Mark is going to come to grips with the Steven persona and use, combine it to be, to use both sides to where he will then fight Arthur Harrow um, and Amit. I guess my big question would be uh, when Mark uses the powers of Conchu and becomes Moon Knight. There's a transformation and he's pretty gnarly fighting, right? Is there a similar version of that with maybe Harrow and Amit? Like, is Harrow going to, like, power up, for lack of a better word, in this uh, episode? Do you see what I'm saying? I do, and I honestly, 
I almost feel like it's going to be a fight between Khonshu and Amit, like their CGI god people versions, as opposed to Steven. Could it be and, on like a different I mean, plane? Like, yeah, or like even like subconscious, like that would suck. Just saying, <laughs> right? I when think you it'll want... be, I, I think it'll be like when, um, you know, Doctor Strange when he does the thing. Yeah. And you're kind of floating oh. above. So I think that like they're floating, fighting while Steve, Mark and what's his name are fighting at the same time. Mm-hmm. They're like Carol. extra what? visuals layered. Is there a post credit scene? Yes. And it doesn't relate to anything in Marvel. I think it relates to Eternals 2. <laughs> That's what I'm putting. What? I think... I think I think if you're putting because because he Moon Knight is not grounded MCU level area, and I think if anything, it's an interaction with Kit Harrington or it's a Blade. It's something. Oh, that's that, my guess, but that's not Eternals two. I think it's Midnight Suns. I think we get Kit Harrington or Blade. When I think Eternals two, I think like Angelina Jolie showing up, some stuff like well, she's that. In space. All of them are in space, I feel like. So it's like Sprite, but isn't she not one anymore? Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. I almost said something negative, but I didn't. I'm a a good dude. (laughs) Look at this positive. Um, Hulk? No. Hulk's coming out in She-Hulk, so I feel like Unless Mark Ruffalo is is, is is really doing the most and is is out there popping in everywhere, and I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but I mean, that's a lot to ask of him. No connection to Thor. I would be stunned. Or whoa, what if I throw this at you? What if we got a post credit scene in of Moon Knight that is Jane Foster on Earth? Maybe we know she's sick leading into Thor: Love and Thunder. Maybe we don't, but it's her maybe doing research on. I don't know, gods and science shit that she does, what could be sort of a tease to gore and maybe that she was researching the weird shit that went on in Egypt, like in the sky, because remember how she was studying the sky in Thor. The anomaly. So, yes, I like that possibility. And since we are going, we are branching out our possibilities. What if it connects to the Ten Rings and it's Pharaoh and the mercenaries, or it's even Bushman talking with Power Broker. Oh, Bushman would be a great post credit scene with the, the Power Broker. Early. That's a great idea. I like that. I like the Jane Foster one. Um, all right. So that's Moon Knight episode five. I now do have I'll, one more point. One more, and then I have a story. But what? Because so going into our finale, if we were, so if we compare this one. To the other penultimate episodes, I think I would put this one at fourth place for penultimate episodes. Fourth, because I think my one okay. So I would put I would put Falcon and the Winter Soldier penultimate before it. I would put Loki at second. I would put Wandavision at the top one, and I would put maybe Hawkeye. Underneath it, I'd go Loki one, Moon Knight two, WandaVision three, Hawkeye four, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier eleven. 
I that show broke me so bad. I rewatched I feel... the, the fight scene though when Bucky and Sam fight John Walker. That's a great fight scene, but the show sucked. I just feel like this one could have done more than it did, and I feel like Loki did more in its penultimate leading up to with everything just being destroyed and then WandaVision was like this is the show yeah. that's happened this is why she's the way she is mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's up they got to land the finale they got to land the finale and then you guys will get my official rankings of these shows peter story time before we go this is a situation i'm not going to use names or places but let's just go through this scenario let's say you're somewhere and they're making a cool mocktail like not a mocktail cocktail like uh like a chocolate martini perhaps let's just say it's that where they're shaving chocolate onto the top and it's like oh we're doing this to get ready we're testing it out because we're gonna have an event where we make these and you're handed a straw you and two other people are handed a straw and you are told do you want to try can you try it again you are handed a straw. And then what is your next move? You, you use the straw. You put it in the, the fucking drink. And you sip. Right? No, apparently. Apparently, what you do is you put your straw in. And then you put your finger on top to create some sort of suction. And then you, like, drip it in, like you drink it that way so unbeknownst to me i sipped it like a normal fucking human and all of a sudden you're not supposed to like oh you ruined it It germs like you handed me a straw have you ever heard of that peter of putting your finger on top of the straw to like what is this is this like the, the queen of england's house i've never heard of this no one i know has heard of it have you heard of it Wow. Um, so this happened to me. This happened. This is a true story. So I'm very excited to hear the off-pod version of this story. But for the sake of this version, I know if we sampled things like at Starbucks and stuff, we would do the straw situation, which I was made aware of at the time. I was told this before I tried it, before I was given the straw. And they also this. made me go first. I didn't get to see anyone try it, learn the ropes. I was hitting lead off immediately. Um, that that's yeah. I I I I know that it's done in some places, but usually it's explained first. Yeah, so I feel like I'm totally in the right there. Yeah, if you, if you weren't wrong. told, if you weren't told that you could have to be, they handed me a straw. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, that's what I use a straw for. So, yeah, that's a, a story in the life of me. Um. Another good episode here. A little shorter one today, though. Episode 164, April 29th, uh, Moon Knight episode 5. Peter, will be talking again on Monday. We have, um, like, really, it's heating up. Like, we have Monday Doctor Strange pod, or Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. And then we have Moon Knight finale. And then we obviously have the Doctor Strange pod, which is going to be huge, hopefully in person as well. Um, maybe have a video out for that as well. I was thinking that could be pretty cool. Um, but how are we feeling as we go into the month of May, Peter? Are we uh, revved up and ready to go? You ready? I I mean, yeah. I mean, we start off with Doctor Strange and we go into we got Kenobi coming up. We got 
Stranger Things coming up, we got it's a lot of fun, a lot of content, and a lot of things ramping up. And I think that I really feel like this Doctor Strange will be pivotal for the not only the multiverse of Marvel, but also for the podcast as well. It will. I could not agree more, Peter. Have a fantastic Friday and rest of your weekend. You playing any tennis this weekend? I, I do. I have matches Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Fuck yeah. We'll destroy them in that for us. The Pineapple Couch listeners are behind you. Thank you. Um, thank, you. thank you, everyone, to listening. Have a freaking great weekend. Go Warriors. Uh, Chargers, decent draft pick. Um, remember, be careful when you're handed a straw, I guess, because there's some sort of unspoken etiquette. God bless.